and welcome to Ops in Lockdown. This week we've been talking to David Stanley from Aztec Live and our chosen subject is the challenges of taking your event online. Hello everybody and welcome to Ops in Lockdown for another week in um, on planet Earth. Thank you for all joining with us. It's great to see your lovely faces. So if you don't have your video on, uh, please do put it on. Uh, one of the big pieces of feedback we've had um, from people is just how lovely it is to collect as a community um, once a week and see some familiar faces. Um, so yes, please join in, open your chats um, and we will crack on. So um, the reason for picking this task, uh, this topic, sorry, is uh, predominantly because it's been the most heavily uh, requested um, um, subject here the last few weeks. Um, also, from my side, you've obviously seen me move from a, an initial Zoom call way back when to we're now, I think, on uh, our 12th session or something like that. And over time, you know, Aztec have dipped in and helped me out with a bit of lighting and a bit of sound. Um, I change my backdrop every now and then. Every week I try to make it slightly more professional. So it feels like I'm learning this bit on the job. Um, and it's not an easy task. It's, it's required me to get involved in things that far out, um, are out of my comfort zone. And you may, um, if you saw the session last week, um, we were talking about the role of operations and where that sits in the, in the new world. And maybe some people might be going back into a role and we might not know what all of that role is anymore. We might have to learn some of this stuff. So I wanted to do this session partly in reaction to that as well. Um, we were kind of jumped into it. We're learning as we go along. And at the same time, the whole global shift in mindset is happening at the same time. And it's whether we can keep pace with that. You know, my son at the beginning of lockdown went to a concert online in Fortnite, spent 15 quid on a skin that he would wear, met all of his friends, walked on water and had 40, you know, 40 foot um, DJ artists and stuff all in that world. And his world is there already. Um, and we're taking our time, obviously, to catch up. And this is fast forwarding him. Um, so Aztec have obviously helped me throughout the whole thing. But Aztec have also um, been a big part of the Opsonist from its formation before you guys even got involved uh, because they're one of our founding uh, training partners on the course where they'll be kind of helping our attendees kind of unpick AV quotes, setting out theatres, all that kind of stuff, the really practical stuff. They've also obviously been in a massive part of turning my spare bedroom into as much of a, a, a good space as possible. And excitingly, next week for the association session, where um, Andrew Harrison and I are going to be going to their studio. And so consider this a bit of a kind of before version and see what the professional output is like next week. And we'll um, see lots of difference. So I'd like to introduce you to David Stanley. Um, he's head of corporate events for Aztec. Um, and the reason why I've called on him, especially for this Every time I've put out uh, help on LinkedIn or, or looked like I'm suffering anyway in terms of technology, David's been on the phone. I think I've had a tutorial from him every week since the get-go. So what more of a perfect person can we um, invite on to talk to us all about um, the subject of 
the challenges that we have in taking our events online. David, hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, and thanks thanks for inviting me on to your uh, Ops in Lockdown. It's been great. I've, I've uh, certainly been watching them time to time, and uh, yeah, really informative, and uh, I think it's a fantastic thing you're doing. Oh, brilliant. Thanks. Yes. Right, well, we're going to get stuck into it because we all know that time always runs out on these things. So let's start off with the, the broad and big question of, um, so you guys have obviously shifted quite a bit in the last few weeks, but you'd already shifted a little, you know, a fair bit before then. This isn't a new world to you, but it must have picked up a lot of pace um, recently. So what are the challenges that you are finding when we're moving from a show to an online platform? Um, well, uh, first of all, Lou, if I just pick up on your mm. uh, on your intro there, you sort of mentioned about um, wondering, you know, there's going to be a lot of people on this platform uh, right now, on this meeting right now, wondering what their involvement is going to be going forward. And um, so I just want to start by saying that although a lot of shows at the moment have gone 100% uh, online for the summer and perhaps even the autumn as well, um, the next the next phase, the next step, and I, I think a lot of people in the industry kind of agree with this, um, the uh, are hybrid shows. <coughs> So um, for, the for the hybrid shows, they're pretty much going to be what we're used to. Maybe they, they could be scaled down. They could be uh, obviously a lot more restrictions, restrictions in place. Um, but that obviously means everyone that's so far been involved with physical events, their, their role is going to be all the more important, I think. Um, you know, for example, obviously anyone in the health and safety sector, that's going to be clearly a big thing. You know, food and beverage, that sort of thing. That's all, all going um, to be play a big part in keeping everyone safe. Um, logistics. You know, there could it could well be that one venue can have multiple shows going on at the same time, albeit scaled down, and then streamed out to the world. So logistically, there's going to be a lot of a uh, lot more um, going on in in the background for that. Uh, event event planners need to think about um, obviously the, the guest path and toilets and all sorts of things a bit more now. Um, print signage, digital signage, all going to need to up their game, make sure everyone's safe and following advice. Um, IT infrastructure, of course, that's a big one. If we're going to start streaming out to the world, that needs to be um, pretty solid. Mm. And um, feature areas as well, feature areas and creating safe zones, um, networking areas that are safe. Not not just not just whilst this virus is around, but but perhaps even for the future as well. So I think people are going to get kind of get used to this this way. Um, yeah, certainly. Um, a lot a lot of our clients are talking about that kind of uh, taking the content that they've got and assessing it in terms of which bit of it might go online, which bit of it might be yeah. uh, live, but and in what platforms and everything. Um, no, where are we all stumbling? Sorry? Where are we all stumbling? Uh, well, at the moment, obviously, there's not much going on, is there, in the events world? So it's, it's hard to see where we're stumbling. But there's, there's certainly challenges um, to uh, going online. And um, obviously, one of the big things that people are, are trying to do, which I've seen a few times already, is try and recreate a live format uh, on, on, the, on the laptop screen. And it just... For me, and I think for a lot of other people, it doesn't it doesn't work at all. Um, we need to sort of pick up the speed a bit. Um, 
you know, for example, keynote speeches ideally need to be around 15, 20 minutes long max. And, you know, especially if, we're st if I'm staring into a laptop like this, you're not going to want to listen to me for more than 15, 20 minutes, if that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you actually yeah. keep these sessions down to that sort of length because, you know, people have got far too many distractions, you know, um, things going on in their homes. They're, they're going to walk off at, you know, the slightest excuse, go and make a coffee or something. So the challenge is uh, content, obviously. And mm. you only need to look at, um, you know, the TED Talks, for example. You go to their website and look at the top 100 most viewed videos. They're, they're all under 20, well, almost all under 20 minutes. Some of them are only three minutes long. And, you know, with the, with the number one on there, with 65 million views, is about 18 minutes long. So yeah. it, it can be done, you know, we need to, but brevity is key, so to speak. Yeah, I think, I think we have to take into account, obviously, when someone's at a show and goes to a, a theatre, they might be going for the content, they might also just be going for a sit down. <laughs> I know yeah. we wouldn't think that because our content's so amazing. And yeah. that's why they're going to that theatre. But there are hygiene factors that we need to take into account. Not everybody goes and sits in one of our theatres because they're totally engrossed in the content that's about to be delivered. Some of them just go because it's somewhere to sit and there's no space on the cafe. Um, well, and in looking at trans translating that into what the online world looks like, you're absolutely right. I don't really watch anything more than kind of 15, 20 minutes. And it's usually right. um, it's you know some kind of you know brain biscuit or you know something that's not going to overly interfere mm. what we with um what we're like as humans especially obviously people well we're we're quite format and process driven and yeah. and we and we are sometimes prone for basically taking something in an original format and just sticking it online like you said a bit like exhibitor manuals exhibitor manuals were in paper copy now they're just paper copies online we haven't yeah. looked sometimes at the the ripping all that apart and rebuilding it into making the most of that online platform. So, um, how give us some ideas of how if if a if a keynote is fifteen minutes, whereas mm. normal might have been half an hour, what do we do with that extra time? How do we fill the gaps? How do we you know, jazz it up a little? Where can we make an impact? Um, so obviously, if you're, in a, if you're in a hybrid world where, um, and this is something that's been going on for a while actually, it's just that lately we've, we've had a bit of kick up the bum with the virus, it's sort of pushed us five years into the future really. Um, but what's, what we could do is just enhance the content, um, enrich the content. We could obviously you can enlist um, global presenters, so you can start enlisting people globally rather than just up the road or around the corner you haven't got to worry mm -hmm. about flight or hotel costs um so you can bring them into your into your conference or or, or show um content obviously um high, you know you could create highlights for the presenters before they walk on uh sponsor videos get the sponsor, sponsors and standholders to maybe sponsor a segment uh or a section of the show uh, which will go out to the world um mm -hmm. you know add a pro tips video or maybe um a great thing to do is maybe feature some entertainment so maybe a, a young local musician or a dance act or um a yoga some people are doing yoga sessions uh mm. 
comedian. There's lots of things you can do to sort of fill the space, but keep the point is to keep people interested. And then, mm. you know, that's happening. You see, a, you see a keynote speech, you have a bit of entertainment, and then the next keynote speech starts, or a sponsored video, or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so if we were to... If we were to look at uh, which platform or kind of percentage, so I'm kind of throwing this one on the spot, but so we've if we've got um, on like shows on the sorry theatres on the show floor as being zero and uh, the Graham Norton show at a hundred, like where where on that kind of spectrum do we need to be aiming for? Do we need to be aiming more towards TV as our as our source of inspiration? Or more towards the show and the regular show content or inspiration. Well, if if um, your online viewers are growing and it's becoming more and more important, which I think it will, uh, you know, you mentioned about uh, your son. You know, he's quite happily used to sitting there with his headset on, watching the screen and watching that concert. So I think the next generation um, is going to, you know, be very used to this sort of format. So if that if that's going to grow, then um, yeah, we, we yeah. So what's the question? Then? I'm, I'm no. the question. So do we take if we were to um, take oh, like TV style, yeah. more yeah. of our more of our inspiration from yeah. one or the other? Which one would it be? Where would the dominance of inspiration need to come from? Oh, okay. Yeah. So. So, as I was saying, if, if we're going to create, um, if we're going to have more people watching, we need to think about those viewers that are watching this screen. So, that could mean creating more interesting backdrops, um, more interesting visuals from the side. Uh, we could have more interaction with, uh, with the viewers, more interaction with the um, with graphs and things coming out of nowhere or being part of the slide. Mm -hmm. Kind of com combine that with online, uh, with, with the live show. And with the uh, and, and with the online experience as well. Yeah. Okay. Right. So let's talk about some different types of virtual events. So let's, I guess, start with you know three months ago when I turned Zoom on and and saw you know nearly a hundred faces and and kind of felt slightly overwhelmed as as the kind of the the very basis of an online event and and talk us through what have all the other and a varying um, degrees of online event there are after. Yeah, well, there's, um, there's several types now. This so we've got uh, webcasts, it's quite a popular one. So webcasts is where you simply just um, stream out on something like uh, YouTube or or uh, or LinkedIn Live, so to speak. Um, so that that could be for a very large audience. So it can be worldwide. Obviously, the limitations of that. You know, you don't get much analytics. You don't. Um, it's very limited interactivity, and you'd have to use third-party sort of registration software and Q and A software. Um, webinars. This is kind of like a webinar. What we're doing here. So there's registration. There's interaction. There's Q and A. Um, there's a bit better analytics. Um, more feedback, and a little bit more security as well, keeping it enclosed. Um, Virtual events, it's uh, kind of a combination really of the webcast and the webinar. And the webinar. So, but that sort of, a, that, that would have more of an immersive experience. So you could be in a, a 3D lobby 
or um, you know, speaking to a bot in a, or an expo. It could be an expo area, networking mm. lounges, that sort of thing. Um, and then, of course, we go into the hybrid shows, which is where I think things are going to go next. Um, so that's essentially a live show, what we're used to, but we're also streaming out on the TV um, on, on people's devices as well. And those devices, they could be within the expo area or obviously outside as well. Um, and something we've seen a bit of lately, more, more on the corporate side, not so much the expo, but on, on the corporate side, um, is something called, a, um, some, some people referring to it as a hub and spoke. So that's where you have a central show, which could have, you know, 300 people, something like that. But then you have satellite shows going on around the world, which might have a smaller audience, but then you bring those in to a hub, which could be, you know, it could be in London, for example, the hub. You bring that all in and then you can have Q&As and interactions with, you know, with, with those shows as well. Wow. My head's blown. Mm. <laughs> I think that's where all, most people are. They're like, oh, how does that, yeah. where do you start on that process? The thing that I, um, is going, going back to the hybrid thing, I do think it, um, in terms of keeping our show floor alive, um, the technology around... Um, the ability for someone to watch what's going on on a stage but wherever they are within the show or on the boulevard or the atrium or whatever congregational space or you know listening on the car on the way in is yeah. it is that um, we need as as you know pure show people we need that um, mm. to alleviate the pressure on some of those spaces um, as much as possible I think it's going to be fascinating to see how that how that works like I, I think I'd get more benefit from um, sitting on a cafe in a show um, and listening through my device mm. of on in a theatre and still feel more connected to it especially if there's a, a Q&A interaction yeah no absolutely sure. yeah and, and that and that's you know what, what can be done already you know we can, we can stream straight to people's mobile devices um, and you, you mentioned audio as well, podcasts, things like that. that should, we shouldn't overlook um, audio podcasts. They're, they're fantastic medium mm -hmm. there. Because like you say, you can just listen to them as you're walking around. Um, or, you know, if you're at home, you can take the dog out and carry on listening to it. Yeah. So we shouldn't overlook that as well. No, true. Okay. So um, talk to us about the platform. So the, um, actually, just so you know, when we've got Gillian Camille on from Olympia in a couple of weeks, we are going to pose the question about venue Wi-Fi because obviously that's pretty critical to this whole conversation. But we'll come back to yeah. that in a bit. Um, okay. Tell us about the, the venues of our online events, so the platforms as such. Mm. Um, what kind of different types of platforms are there? So... Yeah, there's been a platform boom lately. Um, when when the lockdown um, started, I think there, there was a few there's a few sort of companies doing it, but now every day someone sends me a link to another one that's come out, and it's better than the last one, and, and it's uh, it's crazy. So platforms are cloud they're cloud based um, solutions or web they're websites that you go onto that the user goes onto, um, which allows the webcast to happen. Um, they're, you know, they're, none of them I've seen have been absolutely 100% perfect yet. Some of them are, are pretty good. Um, typical sort of webcast platforms are things like what I mentioned before, YouTube, 
LinkedIn, um, or it could be a bespoke player or a client website. As I said, you need third-party software to work with that, and it's not that secure. Um, typical webinar platforms could be like a 2D web page, so it's clean, easy to navigate, uh, templated or custom. There's companies out there, I think um, Big Mark is quite popular, Hopin, Cell Events. These all stream to phones as well, and they're quite good for analytics, um, registration, interaction, Q&A, that sort of thing. Um, typical virtual event platform, so that's like a 3D environment. Um, there's a few out there now, there's obviously VFairs, Six Connects, give you some sort of 3D world. Um, mm. But I've seen a few in development now, they've not, they're not out yet, but some really great um, 3D sort of expo worlds where you can actually walk past the stands, you know, in your, as an avatar sort of thing. And right. the good thing about that is it creates passing traffic, which we, we miss a lot on, online. Um, so you might be heading to a stand, uh, three, three doors down, but you end up talking to someone on the stand right next to you, that sort of thing. Um, I think that is um, that is the the bit that I struggle with is that the the best thing about events is serendipity. You know, you yeah. can be going for a coffee at Costa, and um, and be a guy that sells widgets and and get talking to someone in a queue who needs to buy a million of them. You know, that yeah. is events are surely all about that kind of accidental meeting as much as it is about the the organized meeting because if it was all about organized meeting we'd just go to one-to-one -one, um meeting arrangements but we yeah. don't put ourselves in environments where we can let world happen to us um, no, i think that's why everyone's job is essentially safe in the future because yes. like you say that networking you just can't replicate it at the moment yeah. you can't replicate it the same online there's some companies that have done quite good jobs of creating lounges that you can go into and people's names pop up. But like you say, the serendipity is not there. You're not bumping into people and creating contacts or rubbing shoulders with, you know, mm. other people from the industry. It's just, mm. it's not the same. Yeah. Just going, going back to something else you said about um, that not every platform, like you've not yet found a platform that's totally spot on. And I would say in, in terms of, the, the people that are in this room, the operational people that sit in, in, in our, our call now. Um, I'd liken that to our the kind of normal job, as in we have, um, every contractor isn't quite a perfect fit for each show. Mm. You know, one contractor that's a complete hand in glove solution. And what operations people are exceptional at, which is why we do what we do, is kind of making that glove fit and mm. finding where the weaknesses are and the strengths, the contractors and the people that we're working with and putting and collectively putting together a team that does collectively fit that hand and that, and that glove. And, I, and I'd like to think that in a year's time, we're having this conversation where operations people are doing that but in the online world so we might have a platform that that 90 percent fits that show model or what that client wants to achieve and it's the operations people's job to to find the other 10 percent of blending so it might be kind of an integration with social media or it might mean a plug-in on something else or it might mean 
you know, some industries have people that are speakers that might not be great in transferring into the online space. So operations people can hopefully educate, be part of that tool of training to get speakers to understand the platform more. Yeah, all the things that we're really good at, we just kind of need to unpick all those and, mm. and see where those skills sit in this, in this environment. Okay, right. Um, uh, good points and bad points of going to learn hybrid. Uh, well, obviously a good point is potential wider audience, poten potentially global as well, um, which would then give you a bigger potentially bigger sponsorship opportunities. Um, a, a, if, if there's a stand that wants to exhibit at your exhibition, but they, they're based in another country and they can't afford to send, um, you know, spend 50,000 pounds sending a team of people over with hotels mm. flights and build a stand, they could, they could um, sponsor instead. So you could have a virtual stand alongside your real, real life stands, so to speak. Mm. Um, obviously recordings, can be made available for months after online. Uh, that's obviously you know, a big thing, I think. Um, people sort of dip back into it and, and uh, experience the whole thing again. Um, I think we've mentioned the big bad, really, and that's networking and serendipity. Um, it's uh, serendipity, sorry. It's, and uh, another big thing is distraction, of course, like, like we've already touched on, sitting at home, there's too much distraction, unless you're, you know, you, you, You'd have to be a big Hollywood director to come up with something that's going to keep people on their seats for hours on ends, and, and even then it's a struggle. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I think I, I'd wish I'd made it to all the things I've registered myself for over the last few weeks, but just simply not possible. Exactly. And um, yeah, and, and the fact that my, my child is probably muddling the dog to stop it barking downstairs is, is very much at the front of my mind as well. <laughs> so we We've got the kind of physical, how, how, um, how things look. We've got um, the plat we talk about platforms. What about the kind of production side? Where does a company such as you guys, Aztec, fit into um, that, that group of things we need to, we need to tackle? Yeah, um, so obviously um, we, know, we know our clients, we know, we know live shows, and we know presenters and we know what makes them feel comfortable. Um, you know, the product, we can enhance the sort of production value, so to speak, of, of the stream. So there's basically there's three key aspects. You've got the source, um, online production, and the platform. They're the three sort of components. So with the platforms, at the moment, as I said, there's a lot out there. Um, we're looking into developing our own platform at the moment. Um, as you just alluded to, there doesn't seem to be a perfect platform, so we're going to try and, uh, over the coming weeks and months, create something that, that we know could work in a live, live event sort of scenario and help, you know, from an ops side of things as well, be a lot easier to understand and use. Um, the, um, just going back, going back to the source, sorry, the, that's the content and the presenter. So, uh, it's very, uh, you know, lowest quality. It's, it's just talking into a laptop like this. So mm. we can obviously send out packages for people so you can enhance the visual and the lighting and things like that. Um, 
another notch up, you know, if you've got important keynote speakers that you want to make sure they look really good on the screen, we can send out a technician to um, with a professional camera, lighting, a backdrop, you know, it could be a sponsored backdrop or a green screen or something like that. Mm. Uh, a, a microphone to answer Sam. Um, there's, we're setting up um, a green screen studio, well, we'll set up a green screen studio um, at the at headquarters, which um, it has been great and using that to sort of put people into a virtual world. So it, it's very basic. You can put someone into a sort of a, a flat 2D backdrop, but where it really comes into its own is if they're part of the content itself. So they could be standing in their slide or next to their slide and, and all the graphs and graphics and things come up. Um, yeah. out of nowhere. And, or they could be, you know, if they're talking for a travel show, they could be set somewhere um, that's to the theme of that show, or it could be even to the theme of that particular segment. So, you know, a presenters can get up one after the other and have a different backdrop or be in a different virtual world. So it's yeah. they then go out and, and, and right out, out on the stream. Mm -hmm. um, uh, other things companies like ours are doing, um, setting up uh, physical studios, which you're gonna hopefully enjoy next week. Yes. Um, just building that at the moment. Um, so that's kind of like a space that is set out, similar to the one show where you've got four people socially distanced and then a screen in the middle, which you can remote uh, cont uh, contributors in uh, via that yeah. screen. Um, we can set up obviously remote locations as well. So if, if there's a, a speaker in, in, if you've got more speakers in Manchester, Manchester than you do in London, then we can set up a studio up there as well and then connect them, connect them all up to the central hub. And the, the hub is the other thing, by the way, I just quickly mentioned that because it's... What, the um, hub and the spoke thing? Yeah, it's, um, we call it a production hub. It's, the official name for it is, is a MCR or Master Control Room. And what right. that allows us to do is bring in multiple streams or bringing streams from a, a remote event somewhere. Um, you can add titles to it, hashtags, sponsor logos, improve the image slightly, and then uh, you know top and tail it with videos or, or um, queue the videos up and then mm -hmm. send them back out to the online platform. Uh, so they're, they're sort of the, main, the main things that we're, we're doing at the moment. And obviously we're getting ready for the hybrid shows as well where we yeah. expect to have a bit more design on, on backdrops and things like that as well yeah well we're we're desperately short of time so i'm going to cut you there we've got um questions um in the um in the chat um that i'm not sure if we're going to be able to get to all of them so i'm going to mention a couple of them um, in terms of giving any examples of virtual stand platforms and online platforms. I think um, what was really handy in one of our first sessions um, was that um, uh, either after, when she, when she shut this down, send me an email of any platforms you guys are all aware of. Um, David will give me all of all the platforms um, that he's got and we'll um, eventually April do ours as well and we'll collate them all on and stick them on the site just so with some links I think that might be the best way of doing it um, and also I will pose some of these questions back to David and ask him to give me some written uh, responses that I'll, I'll stick up on the site as well and um, there's one in there particularly about online awards which um, just, just so you know so I um, was asked to like 
um, help out with charity film awards when this all first started. I think it was the first mm. couple of weeks down, and we um, kind of saw so many lessons being learnt on that. So I think mm. definitely something that we need to talk about um, yeah. and have handy. But any other questions? Pick them on the chat now, and we'll um, David and I will or ping some answers onto yeah. the site. Just a, just, a quick one on, on, just a quick one on the walls, Lou. The, again, it's all the content is, is condensing it down into, you know, one hour sort of maximum, one and a half absolute maximum. And it's about mm. keeping the content flowing, keep, you know, keeping it snappy. Think more TV than live for that sort of thing, especially for 100% online anyway. The struggle with awards is they struggle to keep to time in, in normal time, let alone yeah. online time. God, how many times we all miss trains because of awards running over. Um, um, so, thank you very much, David. That was um, massive. This huge topic. I know we could talk for a lot longer on it than this, um, but hopefully, everybody can uh, ping some thoughts and we can collate them all together and we go on this journey together. If you can join us online as well um, at the Ops Nest on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter, that would be amazing. And if you wouldn't mind sharing any of the sessions that are coming up uh, through your channels, Amy did a brilliant job. Amy Blades did um, that for me um, today or yesterday, and that was fantastic. Thank you very much. Spread the word, keep safe, keep well, and I'll see you next week. Bye.